Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory. But we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. to another episode. If you're new here, my name is DeAndre Nicolette. I'm the host of Manifest Daily. Uh, if you're new, yeah, welcome. If you're an OG listener, hey go hey, hey boy, hey. So excited to have you back for another Manifest Daily episode. So y'all, today we're doing another girls chat. I know y'all love the girls chat. Grab your water, grab your tequila. It may be tequila Tuesday for some of y'all, wind down Wednesday. I'm not sure when you're listening, but we're chatting with Brittany Danielle, a content creator. And we are going to get into like, just like all the tea, just like a nice girl chat, very hearty, very rich. I'm excited. I'm excited. So Brittany, let me go ahead and introduce you or let you rather introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, the kind of content that you create, what your personal brand is, like what you do, all that good jazz. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hello. Hopefully I have a good podcast voice. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, we love it. Not the seduction, girl. Hold on. Not the, hold on. Not the seduction. Wait a second. No. <laughs> but yeah, um, my name is Brittany Danielle. I have a YouTube channel. I have a blog that I am about to re-promote, but Basically, I am just recording my journey. I've gone through a big roller coaster of 2020. It hit all of us, but personally for me, it was a big breakup. And now I'm taking my single journey and I just want to share it with the world because there's nothing like having that person you can relate to and motivates you and inspires. Yeah, that's that's basically my content, just vlogging my life and hoping that I inspire and motivate people along the way. I love that. And girl, literally... I discovered you on YouTube. I don't even like, you know how YouTube will just like send you random videos on your homepage and you're yeah. like, what's this? But then you click and you're like, oh, I see YouTube. The algorithm, uh, you know <laughs> who you are, like low key. If I like so what? Right? I love it. I love it. The AI, the technology, like, you know what her name is. A, I'm not going to say her name because she in my living room. They be taking over. Okay. But when I saw your video, I was like, I like her. Like, it was just like the relatability, like yeah. your personality. I'm mean, also, like you said, the journey, right? You just kind of taking us along that life journey. When I tell you, I did see, I think it was your live stream where you were talking about your breakup. And that's kind of when mm-hmm. I was like, oh, because I also related because I went through a yes. breakup this year as well. And it just, it shifted a lot of stuff in my life. So mm-hmm. 
I completely resonate with that, but I want to take it like a step back for a second and kind of talk about how you even started on YouTube, right? Like, how did you get the idea? Well, did you watch other vlogs and you were like, oh, I want to vlog too? Or like, what was it that made you actually start a, cha a channel? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no, you're right. So it was back in 2016 and I was a theater major in college. So I was very theatrical, but it was something that I didn't want to, the whole thought of reading a script and becoming a character for me was like, eh, I don't know. Like, I just want to do my own thing. So if you go back to 2016, where life was a little, um, you know, the eyebrows were thick. Um, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little sharpie it's okay um I decided like I literally this is a Virgo I am a Virgo for all of you guys and a one on the Enneagram so got a binder bought a binder bought some <laughs> bought some dividers and I was like I'm gonna make a YouTube channel like I'm gonna do this like yes okay so like what are we gonna do what are we gonna name it this is whenever people weren't naming their YouTube channels their name I was like okay think about it awkward B so that oh, wait, was my awkward name. B. Awkward oh, wow. B. Yes. And you know, I we all we all started somewhere, really. We, you, know, um, you know, you know. <laughs> I remember my mom was like, oh, wait, I don't know. Can I curse on here or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Like, she was like, it kind of sounds like awkward bitch. And I was like, not I where I'm even, going. Yeah. I but see now that, that now. Say it, um, but I still kept it. I kept the name, kept the name strong. And I wanted a slogan at the end of my videos because that was when that was a thing. And I said, is long. I said, stay awkward, stay beautiful, be yourself and live for you. And I was like, God, that's long. But I said it every I video. Like it go back. Yeah, I, I like it. Naturally awkward, but that's me and I'm just going to own it. So yeah, I used to do like little skits and it was still lifestyle, but very like types of coworkers. Um, like I like this. It's giving me like Issa Rae vibes. Like what was that? Yes. You know, the channel, what was it? Was it um Life of Awkward I Black Girl? I watched it's all giving her me stuff. That. Yes. yes, it's giving me that vibe. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I did I that for the vision. longest time. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, I just kind of fell off. I got into a relationship and I slowly, like still 2016-ish, I slowly started to fall off of it because I was embarrassed. I didn't own it. I didn't own the fact that I was a YouTuber. I was like, uh, I hit it. And I'm like, how are you supposed to grow when you're not even owning it? So mm -hmm. didn't tell anybody. And then I, you know, got into my relationship and it slowly became like a, a couple's thing. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you're always on it. So let's just add you to it. And then it became yeah. A whole, yeah, the roller coaster of the channel. Um, yeah, it went from awkward B to Brittany Danielle to Britton Lou back to Brittany Danielle. Okay. I love it. When you talk about the whole, uh, being ashamed thing, I find that really interesting. Mm -hmm. Cause like a lot of YouTubers who are now big, they talk about that initial stage where they were like, I was so awkward about my channel like I didn't want to share my channel yeah. because I was so afraid people would find out and make fun of me or bully me or whatever yes. and it's crazy because now people are tiktoking in the grocery yes. stores like they, they just doing all types of stuff like in the hospital in the <laughs> yes in the scrubs and everything I'm like girl nobody cares anymore because everyone's right? like listen they're like I'm about to get me my tiktok coin I'm about to blow up exactly. I'm about to do this I'm about to do that and they realize that this is a career. I think before it wasn't taken seriously yeah. or people would kind of like make fun of it. Cause it's like, what are you doing? Putting yourself on the internet. And now it's like, baby, I'm, I'm doing mm -hmm. what I got to do. Okay. You, I'm you doing what I this bag. Literally, literally. So I always find that so interesting that now it's so different and that stigma is kind of, it, I feel like it's still there in a way, especially yeah. when you talk to like adults, right? If I tell mm -hmm. like my parents or something like, I remember when I posted, it, it's always my family back home. I'm from the islands and it's always the family on Facebook that want to be going to my father and my parents and be like, what's she doing on YouTube? Doing uh, this and yes. doing that. 
like, can y'all mind y'all business? But I feel like they don't get it because for no. them, it's kind of like you're putting all your business out there. You're not um, mm-hmm. being private enough. It's like not safe. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. Right. And here we're trying to build these side hustles or even careers. So for some yeah. people, it's like, I have a vision of it being my full-time career. So that's interesting how it started. So I'm interested too about the relationship part, right? Because we've seen that as well. Yeah. Where there are people who go into creating family channels or couple channels, not the pranks, girl, the pranks. Oh my oh, God. Not the pranks. I'm about to dry oh heat just the thought of who. I'm like, <laughs> how y'all be pranking each other this much and not knowing the pranks are coming? Because it really, at some point, Look, you have to realize it's a setup for If a only prank. your listeners could see me sitting and adjusting in my seat right now. Like, come on now. <laughs> come on. Especially the like, I was possessed prank. Like, now you know. Like, oh my God, I thought it was real. Like, oh my God, you scared me. <laughs> Did you really? Did you really? You know, you saw that camera in the corner. (laughs) Literally, literally. So for me, I feel like with those, um, those couples channels, I get it. Right. Because a lot of people watch them. They're supposed to be entertaining all that good stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like there's something really scary about that. And and I know nothing is permanent, like anything at any time, but were you ever like going into the couples channel part with the fear that your relationship could end and what you were building with your channel like could lose that focus if that makes sense yeah I mean for me I I turned it into a couple's channel because he was always on it like he was always in the blog so I was like uh it's more of us now than it is of me let me and I asked him I was like are you okay with it being that he said he agreed so we turned it into a couple's channel but I never felt like oh my god this is gonna break us I've seen a lot of couples that, you know, ended up separating afterwards. Cause you, you're so public that now you attract a whole bunch of people. Then you get those people that don't really have the best intentions. And they're like, Hey, like now that you're like a big person, like, no, but for me, I think it's because I always said, I never wanted to do the pranks. I didn't go in thinking like, we're going to do pranks. We're going to do all the typical couple stuff that blows up a channel. Cause they do it obviously for the money. Cause I mean, let's be honest, family channels and those couple channels they're making the coin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Especially when they have multiple channels, not the vacation channel, yes. and the prank channel, and the, the vacation channel. It's like, oh my God, this is I said, for this one family. Right? Yeah. Yes. So I never had those intentions. Like we always agreed that we weren't going to do pranks and stuff to blow up the channel. It was going to be organic growth. So I think that kind of gave me the confidence, but okay, like this isn't going to mess up our relationship. Like this is fine. So no, I, I don't think I ever had that thought of it affecting our relationship like that. Yeah. I really do love that. Cause I feel like your partner was at the time, very supportive of that part of your journey yeah. and that creative, like, uh, that creative expression. Um, cause I know when I was in a relationship and, uh, I had my podcast and I was like trying to get back into YouTube. Like, I feel like I was supported in some ways, but I didn't feel like I had that support. I feel like it was kind of like, uh, if I wanted to vlog something, it was kind of like, a, Oh, wow. Why you bring the camera? Why you? And it's oh. like, listen, support the dream, <laughs> right? The vision with me. You know what I mean? And it's always, I think sometimes, and this can be with a relationship, uh, a partner or a family member. I think until you start to make like certain strides and get to mm-hmm. certain points with that content creation, yes. they don't see the vision. So I always have to tell people like, don't worry if somebody else can't see the vision. Cause sometimes they won't be able to see it until it's yeah. out of a certain place. And really it's not, it's not their fault. They just weren't given that vision. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They I weren't feel like given I the ability to, to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with my family, with, I remember my mom and she didn't fully understand it until I was like, oh, you can get paid off of this. And she was like, oh, that's, well, <laughs> and I hate that you have to kind of bring that up as some sort of like 
validation point because I yeah. also have to do the same thing with my because I remember at one point I sent um, my parents in the group chat like um, a picture of my podcast in top charts and mm-hmm. I was sitting right beside uh, Joel Austin at one point and TD Jakes and yeah. I like I'm sending it to them and they just didn't understand They're like, okay. the <laughs> significance of something like that yeah. you know what I mean until I was like oh well I'm also working with a network now and I can I can monetize my podcast and I can't pay like, for it oh. and I had to like and they're like oh okay so this okay, is, this is a right. thing I'm like but y'all wasn't supporting the dream when I was right. in, when I was living at y'all house in the basement trying to record and be like can y'all be quiet I have to record a podcast episode like y'all wasn't seeing the vision then oh but no I think now it I got really some is, going in. <laughs> you, you feel me but I think it really is just kind of like the different generations as well or just lack of perspective especially yeah. when you are a creator like you know how much you put into your craft mm-hmm. you know how much time and energy and effort it takes so when you get to a point where you are monetizing it is such a it's a huge accomplishment it's not just about the money it's like no the fact that I was grinding for years months like doing putting all this work in when nobody was watching nobody was listening no coin was coming in and your girl had to stay very very consistent and now that there's money coming in yes I'm a I'm a celebrate it because exactly it's time before was not paid exactly and it's like yes whenever you have like the love and I can tell like you have a love for your podcast and your content even with your YouTube channel like I can see that that's why I was so hyped to you know podcast I was like yes of course yes (laughs) and so for me whenever I just love creating videos like I could be my only view and I'm like all right I like it though I'm gonna play it five times because I enjoy that you feel me and that's and that's the thing I've been going back to my videos watching just like just critiquing myself but just listening like you ever watch your Instagram stories I feel like I'm the biggest watcher of my Instagram stories I will watch my stories like 20 times a day like oh girl you look good right there you did that see you yes yes ma'am so be your biggest supporter yes yes that's moral of the story that's it exactly period (laughs) yes so let's talk more about the the coin right and Mm -hmm. uh nine to five and creative pursuits because I actually have a um I did the poll on Instagram and I asked people like do y'all want to see a blog of me talking about how I balance like my nine to five work with my content creation a lot of people want to see that and I know that you also are at a nine to five you have a job Mm -hmm. and I think that's something where it almost at one point felt like people were ashamed if they were doing YouTube podcasting, whatever creative pursuit, and they also had a job. It felt kind of like, well, I'm not a real entrepreneur if I'm not in this mm-hmm. fully. I rebuke that statement. So exactly. There's that. But tell me more about like balancing your nine to five career. And did you ever feel any like resentment around the fact that you still have to have a nine to five? Like, what, did that ever bother you? I feel like there was a point where, well, at first, you know, with YouTube, I didn't go in like, I'm going to be a full-time YouTuber. I never had that thought until it started to become like bigger, the growth, whenever uh, it was a couple's channel. And obviously that naturally grows. I was like, we could really do this if we wanted to. And then I was like, God, but my nine to five is taking up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. I, that was like a little brief thought, but now, especially cause I, I did get promoted with my job. And so now I'm an executive yes, assistant ma'am. and I'm taking on a lot Ooh. more. I know yeah. flip. Okay, congrats to everyone. Yeah, she said, um, <laughs> the promotion. I Hello? can't talk right now. I'm doing, <laughs> doing hot girl shit. Girl, uh, call exactly. my assistant if you need to reach me because exactly. I'm unavailable. Thank you. <laughs> Which is my dog. <laughs> love it, love it. You know, he get paid in the treats. Okay, exactly. I'm sure he loves that. Exactly. Sure he loves that. You don't mind. Chicken and beef. <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, with my job now, I'm taking on a lot more. So 
I'm definitely having to reschedule and be like, okay, I feel like I was burning out a little bit because I was working later days and I was like, oh my God, I still had that guilt in my head of, I want to edit though. I really want to edit. But when you sit in front of a screen all day, the last thing you want to do is sit in front of a screen all night. I feel like even right now, I'm trying to create a good schedule for myself where I'm like, okay, maybe just on Sundays is when you spend that day editing and just give yourself good time blocks because I feel like whenever it is something that you love, you do become like immersed in it. And you're like, I just want to do, I just want to put this content out and I want to do, and I feel like a failure if I don't. You have to realize you do need a mental break after work and Mm -hmm. you need to just prioritize your time. So I'm really trying right now to figure out a good schedule where it's Sunday's just the weekend, but I don't want to use the, you know what I mean? Just trying to find a balance basically. No, that's a huge thing. And I literally, in part of this log, I was saying like part of the balance of nine to five and creative work outside of that is sometimes having to work on the weekend. Right. And yeah. so I used to be that person that worked seven days a week, which I don't mm-hmm. think was super healthy. Like I found myself very burnt out at the time, mm-hmm. but now I have a better balance, but it does sometimes require, like we're sitting here, it's Saturday morning. Like we're recording an episode. Yeah. It doesn't feel like very, like it is, I'm not annoyed. Like, I'm not like, Oh no. my God, it's Saturday morning. I'm working. Like, yeah. I don't see it that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is fun. It's I'm going to edit after and that's going to be fun. Then I'm going to get some mm-hmm. sushi and that, exactly. now I'm treating myself. Well, like, exactly. But it is like finding the time to fit in all of those things, especially if you do have some sort of end goal that you're working towards, like being able to recognize that, yes, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to collect my coins still. But also like if I actually aim to do this other thing, I have to give it time. Like I have to water that seed for it to actually grow. Yeah. Don't overwater it. And then you get root rot and then you burnt out. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's oh, oh, we're playing moms. You said, wait a, well, hold on a minute now. I said, wait a second, not, not the rocks. <laughs> but yes, but we don't want to overwater it because then yeah. all of a sudden now that is equivalent to burnout, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden now you've done all this stuff. You, you've been like, okay, I could work more, work harder to mm-hmm. make it happen faster, which I've been in that boat as well. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you end up slowing down the growth because yeah. now you're burnt out or now you're putting behind your intentions this, this desperate energy and yep. that repels a lot of people because they're like, like there's yeah, something- It's a try hard. It's like, we get it, girl. Yeah, repelling people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, okay. okay, I love that. So with your nine to five, like what does a typical day look like for you if you do fit in YouTube work or a typical yeah. week, I guess? Because sometimes you said that sometimes you don't want to work at mm-hmm. night. So like, what does a typical week look like? So for me- I'll say the day first and then I'll make it the week. So right now I work West Coast hours because my job's based in Seattle. So okay. I have most of my mornings, which is great because I'm an early riser. I wake up at six o'clock and that's whenever I'll do anything like the cleaning. Or I'll take my dog to the dog park or whatever. I get all that done first. And I log in by like nine o'clock. I work from home, by the way. I sit in front of my desk majority of the day. Like I don't really move. I take my dog out every once in a while. I eat after work. Sometimes I get up at like six or sometimes I get up a little bit later and when I get off is like, okay, what's next? I got my to-do list. So then either the place is a mess. I want to vacuum. I want to clean. And then I'm like, oh, but I, I want to really put that video out. So let me sit down. And so then I have coffee in the evening and then we sit. It'd be like that sometimes. I know, right? It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it'd be the, it'd be the triple shot espresso. Exactly. You know, you know I'm a little uh, wired and maybe I stayed up to like two, but <laughs> you know, we have, we have those evenings. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So whenever I am working, I'll end up working on my laptop and like editing until sometimes midnight. And then I go to sleep and try to like live on repeat. But now if I'm looking at the whole week, I'll probably try to just edit twice to three times 
in, during the whole week, like Monday to Sunday, because I don't want to burn out. And I still want to like work out. I was finding myself at some point where I was so focused on YouTube, that like portion of it, I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything aside from that. I wasn't reading. I wasn't meditating, nothing. And I felt it like in my body. My mind was like, girl, we're done. We're about to shut down if you don't stop. Like for yep. real. Yeah. Cause you out. have to balance literally everything. Yeah. Um, when you, oh my gosh, I had a thought and it just left. What the heck? I hate when that happens to me. Baby, come like back. Very, yeah, it happened in the <laughs> meeting the other day and I like said it and everyone was just staring at me like, and I was like, um, <laughs> well, I I'm, like, so... I'm like, the thought is gone. Let's move on. Um, it will come back soon. Uh, it was something about like YouTube and your mm. schedule. <sighs> It'll, uh, I'm it's not sure. I'm not sure. It is going to come back, but, um, but yeah, I know I love that schedule as well. And I'm kind of this, Oh, here's what it is. It's about your content creation schedule. Cause I've also found the same thing with me where I like have, I like to wake up around six 30, like be at the gym by seven. Like I have like a very nice morning routine. I also work from home. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I like to log on around nine because sometimes it'd be 10 AM because I'm running (laughs) to get a a Nutella crepe and I'm running an ISIS. Yeah. The, The people at the crepe store, know my name now it's very oh. problematic it's just oh, okay. it's just not okay we've been there more than once they're, they're like nutella crepe i'm like yes i ain't even opened the door yet but okay two, two of them today please two of them today <laughs> and they and they do free nutella crepes on thursdays i'm like Ooh. well what did you expect well, what did you expect when you told me that did you think i was just gonna not show up on thursday exactly um get a deal hello hello so yeah so i have my little schedule of like my morning routine and then i'll you know work throughout the day and stuff like that but I will often too try to break up my day with some content creation work in the middle of the day. Like, because there's that flexibility and freedom of working from home, we can do things like yeah. take an Instagram story in the middle of the day, like catching people up, or you can do something like, you know, hopping on Instagram to post something if you need to. Like, we have mm-hmm. that ability because there is that flexibility with like working from home. Mm-hmm. But do you have a content calendar that you try to adhere by I know um you mentioned in like your live stream like you're trying to get back into more of a consistent schedule with YouTube so is that part of that for you like kind of you know pulling out girl for you as the binder for me it's the excel sheet or the agenda app I have a list I have color coded oh I love the apps yes I love the color coding I love the dates you know technology makes me nervous I have everything paper I'm a grand oh I'm a grandma it's all right I I understand I understand you know because sometimes you know you might accidentally click delete and then it's gone forever exactly but you know, it also lives up here rent-free. So, you know, but, but how does that work for you in terms of like the content calendar and like moving forward with that consistency? Is that part of your plan? Yeah. So right now I'm trying to just, I told myself because with me, either I'm zero or 100, so I can either over plan it to where I have no fun with it anymore, but I'm trying to set days for editing because if not, I will drag it on all week. And I'm like, okay, you're not really being productive at this point. So I pulled out my calendar. What was it? Two days ago. And I was like, okay, let's see, we're going to edit on this day. So then we can upload on this day. We can film it on this day. So I'm really trying to set days to where I'm making the most of my time and not dragging something out all week. But right now I'm just focused on once a week, staying consistent with my community tab, like my posts. So I'm interactive with them, trying to slowly gain them back because, you know, I did take a break. I took a mental break. I needed it. But for YouTube, it's hard because you're like, wait, no, like I'm just taking a mental break. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Back, please. I, know, yeah. I just needed a break. I was depressed. So, mm-hmm. so still trying mm-hmm. to promise at least the once a week, but my ultimate goal is to have twice a week and uh, monthly lives again. So it's a work in progress, but definitely some structure. I've definitely started to have that structure again and not just let it drag out all week. 
Yeah. And I agree too, with what you said about not being too structured with it, because I do mm-hmm. feel like as part of being a creative is working off of those random whims of inspiration. And mm-hmm. while I do say that you're not always going to be motivated to do some of the things that you have to do. Like there are times when I am not motivated to do, to, to edit or to post something. And often I will lean more on the side of not, because I do feel like energetically, if I put out something that's really just doing it just for the sake of that's kind of reflected in my work. But I will Mm -hmm. say that consistency requires putting ahead. So often I'll record when I'm, I'll record maybe two episodes when I'm in the mood. That way, if there's a week where I'm not in the mood, I still have that consistency Mm -hmm. in in terms of showing up. But yeah, like the over planning is definitely a thing. Don't want to over plan. I will, I have a content calendar, but Mm -hmm. I, I used to have like dates on it with when each thing was going to go out. But then now I'm kind of like, I like pick and choose like random things from that like list and we'll post mm-hmm. those in the order if that, in different orders than what I have, if that makes sense, just based on like yeah. what I want to record that week. So yeah, yeah. So I, I feel that. I feel that definitely. Yeah. Like Overdoing it. And, yeah. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do I, that. I went through it and it was not fun. It wasn't fun for me anymore. I was like, why am I losing like my motivation to feel like I don't want to anymore. I'm kind of scared to edit. I don't want to edit Ooh, anymore because you yeah. overplanned it. You're killing the fun in it. There is no like yeah. spontaneous pull out the camera. It's too, produ- like the production level is too high. Drop it down. Yeah. I, let's drop it down. Let's drop it down. Because <laughs> you want to make, and I think that's part of like the new era of social media. So I work mm-hmm. in social media. And so that's kind of part of the, the stuff I read about in terms of like my research and stuff, but it mm-hmm. is that, and it sounds so scientific to say it in this way, but authenticity is, is yeah. the thing now. And it's like, for me, I'm like, why wasn't it always a thing? Or like, why is it now becoming the thing? It should have always been the thing to be yourself mm-hmm. on social. But with apps like TikTok, where people are going on and just kind of posting in the moment and where I feel like Instagram had come to a place where it's so curated and oh, so yeah. planned and so perfect feed. Mm-hmm. Now it's returning back to like, have you seen people are doing like photo dumps and stuff like that, which is like yep. the old days of Instagram where you used to just post whatever you wanted yes, and carefree. not really care. It's just mm-hmm. carefree. It's fun. And so like, it's the same thing with any piece of content. I feel like, yes, there is a plan aspect but once you start to do too much it, it just gets into a place where it feels very produced and very faux yeah right? I, I can't relate to you like you're untouchable like celebrities like you, we don't know anything about their regular life because it's overproduced yeah unless it's the tabloids and then we don't know what oh yeah because because then it's like wait True. a second are they I'm making something up because <laughs> listen them headlines i used to see at the grocery store i was like wait they must like y'all doing them dirty now y'all know now y'all know. I would have been suing every week if I was a celebrity. Like defamation, defamation. Oh. With me. <laughs> Out like, here going to the grocery store buying all the magazines. Look, could you imagine? Oh my God. Like, oh, I didn't know I was going through a divorce. Thank you for letting me know. Like, what? Look, right? <laughs> but okay, let's talk about living alone because we both live alone, uh, work from home often yes. can be a little lonely. You know, I, I, I go to target a lot, uh, go to the grocery store a lot. I'm at the gym yep. mm-hmm. a lot. I've recently added home Depot to my, to my cycle the of, of the places. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm there picking up paint swatches almost every weekend. Now I'm sure the guy's like, girl, are you she going to ever buy the paint? <laughs> no, sir. I'm planning my job. Another business. swatch, ma'am. Thank another you. one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> another hunter green. Thank you. Yes. Um, so what has that been like transitioning? Did you actually live with your partner? Before? Yeah. Yeah, I did. He was so, like my first move out into like adulthood. Uh, mm-hmm. Same. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, what was that like? Oh, 
side to dinner. No, <laughs> um, so what was that like going from living with a partner to living by yourself? Yeah. So I, I count this as the official, like this is my own place because whenever I was in California, I went from California to here, I bounced around a lot, but whenever we separated, it was there and he moved out. And so technically I lived alone, but I didn't, it didn't feel like my home. Like this is mine because we shared this space. We came in it together. So coming in here now, I always have to revert back to the fact that I am an introvert and I am like a person that does like being alone. So at first I was like, yes, bitch. like, oh my God. Like, I love it. It's just mine. Like I have nobody to like pick at and be like, Hey, can you wash the dishes? Like, I'll just wash them. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So first I was loving it. Then it hit me like, oh, like I just moved to a new place. I don't know anybody. Like I don't really go out much. Wow. Yeah. Um, Guess yeah. I'll go through the drive-through because my social anxiety is now peaking. Um, yeah, <laughs> that happened, girl. I was that, like, Whoa. You're like, where, where's this demon coming from? Um, <laughs> like the fear of like going outside, girl, it just became a thing. It, it did. Like, Literally. Like agoraphobia. Let me let me not say that for anyone who actually has agoraphobia, but it, it felt very similar to. Okay. Yes. But it really was just the social anxiety. It's social anxiety, and I'm mm-hmm. still now trying to like defeat that and be like. If you don't go, if, okay, you want to be single, right? So if you don't go out by yourself and your friends are busy, where are you going to go? You're going to be inside all day, every day. Exactly. Like you have to live, you're not living a fulfilling life. So I think that that's parts hitting me. Still love living alone. Okay. I would highly recommend, but um, just to cross it off your list, but it's definitely that piece of the uh, social anxieties and just trying to fully live a fulfilling life. That's not just going to <clears throat> target. I will say it fulfills me. I'm even lie. Target got some good stuff. Oh, it, okay? it does. It got some good stuff. Like, Stop playing with me. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> not the Magnolia Home Collection. Not every week. Girl, I would get lost like, in the aisles. What? Okay. What? <laughs> the new bosses, vases. What was mm-hmm. I saying? The candles. Saying the the, oh yes, not the candles. Oof. Oh. All of it. Oh yes, Target fulfills me. But then I have this list of things I want to do. Like this weekend, tomorrow I'm going horseback riding, and I was like. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love like, that. I do those things. And like, that's what I'm recording. Like, that's where I want to head with my channel. I want to record those things and inspire those people that might have social anxieties and that are an introvert. It's like, no, like life's not over because we're single. Yeah. <laughs> it's only begun, baby. It's yes. only So I, I want to do those type of things that are outside of the norm, but like, and I journal. So to be able to document those and look back and be like, damn, I was living my life. Like, wow. So, oh, that gave me chills. I love that. And I completely feel you with like, the whole, like I moved to Dallas and I moved, uh, not knowing anyone in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not from the South. People are like, Oh, did you move here for work? I was like, no, I just, I just <laughs> always want to move to the South, I guess. So here I am. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it, it's been that same journey of like being like, I love living alone. Like I'm an only child. So I'm used to like doing a lot of stuff by myself anyways, mm-hmm. or with my mom. So it's just kind of like being alone is nice. Having your own space is nice. Like you're yes. so right. It's, it's like, you get to create that sanctuary for yourself, yes. but I will say it's the same thing with like just going out places and, and having a little bit more anxiety. I have started to push myself to do more of those things. That's what I love about the, the chapter of singlehood is like, you, yeah. you have to push yourself to do those things. Otherwise yeah. you're right. Like you end up at home alone all the time. And if you're sad about it, it's like, well, I got to change. I got to do something. I started doing things like going out to lunch by myself, going out to dinner by myself. Like I love to go to the mall and shop by myself. Like, baby, I'm going to have a whole day. Like uh, it's a whole day. Shopping, no problem. I'll do it by myself. It's the the dinner part. And like what you just said, the lunch and stuff, like for me, like, are you going through the week days or the weekends? 
I do both. It's easier Ooh. on the weekdays, obviously, because it's nice because nobody's there. Like I'll go to Cheesecake Factory, I'll get a booth and I'll bring yeah. my laptop and sometimes just work and like, it's okay. like really chill. No one's there. But I've done the weekends. At, um, there's this place in the mall that I love to go to. And I used to get a table. So I was like secluded. But yeah. last time I went, I sat at the bar. Oh my God, the vulnerability. Girl. <laughs> and, I didn't, and I didn't bring a book or anything. Like I forced myself and I was like, stay off your phone. So I only went on my phone like a couple of times to like text my mom back and stuff. Yeah. But I was at the bar and I was just, I was people watch. I was looking around. But that's gross. I was eating my crab cakes. I was mm -hmm. like, what's good, everybody? Like, <laughs> like I'm here. Thank you. It was, it was good. And the thing you got to realize too is like, you think people are like watching you and you think yeah. people care, but oftentimes if people are watching you when they see you out alone, it's because they're thinking like, damn, I wish I could do that. Or like, wow, yeah. like that's so dope that she's able to do that by herself. Cause a lot of people yeah. are afraid of that. And so it, oftentimes you're inspiring someone and showing them that it's possible and that they won't blow up in flames if they try to do it themselves. You exactly. know what I mean? I, I have that one like nightmare. They're going to think I got stood up. If I dress mm. nice and I go out, they're going to think I got stood up. And it's like, what? Oh, but why do you? Care I never thought like, that. Nah, I got oh, oh, wait. To my I, was, I was, girl, I was kidding. No, like, <laughs> oh my God. No, but listen, if I got stood up and I look like this, who gonna, who gonna come over and talk Exactly. Who gonna pay this one to come talk? Yes. Yes. And really, and really, it's just like people just will chat with you. Like people yeah. will just come up to you. And sometimes I have to put on this like, energy or I have to put up an energetic wall if I don't want to be approached um and yeah. I'm out by myself so people not the, not the the rest and bitch face but kind of because I mean that's just my default oh. but I will put up like an energetic wall of like I'm really just trying to be by myself and other times yeah. I'll put it down and be like if anyone wants to come up or speak to me or chat you know whether it's a man who's interested a beautiful mm -hmm. fine black man I don't know or whether it's you know a woman who wants to get to know me like girl what you what you doing yeah. what you like I love your shirt I love your mm -hmm. girl let me tell you why I got it stop <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I will <laughs> invite that sometimes too so it is really nice and I love what you said about the horseback riding because it's like activities like that that you would normally like almost think about it and reserve it for like, I'll do it when I have a boyfriend or I'll yeah. do it when I have a girlfriend. Like you put it in a different bucket. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, why not do it now? If you really want to do it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's one of those things where I've tried to tell myself, um, like don't rely on other people to like have those experiences. Cause I am that type of person where it's like, okay, I need to invite somebody. So we're gonna do a whole group thing. And then everybody bails. I'm like, I guess I'm not going. Why? Why are yeah. you not going? You still want to go. So go. I want to start doing more stuff like that too. Like just the paint nights or yeah. um like apparently they have some really dope wineries here in texas and i don't love wine like that but i i want to i want to go swirl a, a wine exactly it's just the aesthetic and, of and, and, you know what i'm saying <laughs> just the aesthetic of going to a winery and like teach me something about some wine maybe i'll fall exactly. in love with a wine who knows i don't know or so oh a chocolate tasting now that's my yeah. type of jam i'm lactose like, intolerant i am too girl uh, <laughs> <laughs> Said, I am too. Um, the guts are here. Okay. We don't literally. Care. I said, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. If I got to listen, if I'm craving ice cream, I said, it's Saturday. I ain't going nowhere. Let me get my ice cream. <laughs> What's up? Yes. It's just me yes. in my home. Who cares? It's just me in my home. I could, I got two bathrooms. I could do what I need to and go do it again. Okay. And I'll be okay. Because sometimes you're craving some ice cream and it'd be yeah, like that. that is and, true. and really, the lactate one, it's not giving. Does it hit? No. No, mm -hmm. it's a not fro -yo does not give what it needs to either. Just, I need me a full bodied cream. My stomach hurts thinking about it, but dang, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just plan a whole weekend for it. Just plan a, plan a couple, take the Monday off too, actually. Right. Just 
set yourself up for success here. Yeah, just in case. So yeah, Uh, let's also talk about being a dog parent. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. How has that been treating you, that life? What is that? So I I had cats before that, but I always wanted a dog. But I told myself that I said, I'm not going to get a dog until I can work from home because I have this guilt of leaving my dog there all the time. And I don't want to spend day camp money. And, you know, that racks up. It adds up. It adds up. So I said, once I start working from home full time is when I'll get a dog. As soon as the pandemic hit and they're like, okay, like you can work from home. Done. Dog. I'm searching for a dog. Where's the dog? I need one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, at first I was on this whole purebred, like I wanted to be hypoallergenic, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, I just want a dog. So if I can go to a shelter or whatever, like save a life, that's what I'm going to do. So I was on the hunt. I was on the prowl for a dog. And I finally found one. His name's Owen. And <laughs> yes. And so whenever I first got him, obviously dog life is, it seems like it's going to be great at first, but obviously you have to potty train. And I was fully committed to it. I was like the nurture in me, like, let's do it. I got up every two hours. I did it. And now he's fully trained on the bell. He rings the bell to go outside. Like we look, we oh, did it. Wow. Yeah, he's it a took, smarty pants. He's a smart, I love him though. He has helped me through so much. He was my true, like emotional support animal. Whenever I was in California and I was depressed and hit my lowest point and I would look at him and be like, like, you don't even understand how much, like, yeah. you saved my life, genuinely. Yeah. And I love, I'd highly recommend getting a dog. Love it. Yeah, I highly recommend as well. Uh, what kind of dog is he? He's a Border Collie and a Jack Russell Terrier mix. <gasps> oh, I love that. I, did, I never, I couldn't see the Jack Russell Terrier before. Because those are typically, like, small. And he looks like he, he got a little body to him. <laughs> He's 40 pounds. I got him weight. He was only supposed to hit 30. I was like, whoa, let's oh, not go over that whoa, weight limit, okay? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> he big bones, but he looked good though. He exactly. looked at the muscle. That's the mm-hmm. muscle for him. It's the yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I like grew up with dogs. I actually, so when I was in high school, we got a dog, um, toy Fox mixed with a Yorkie. Oh yeah. Yorkshire Terrier toy Fox mix. And he's tiny. He's like five pounds. Yeah, at his, and, and he's a little overweight at five pounds. Like he got to, he has to lose about a half a pound. He's going to go on to die at five pounds. <laughs> he's he a little overweight. He's a little over. Cause he's old now. So, you know, the fat yeah. sticking a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. Metabolism is not that high. He don't move around like he used to. So the doctors is like, stop. And my par- he lives with my parents now. Oh yeah. Because he came with me to Jersey. I was in Jersey before Dallas, and um, he was with me and my partner at the time. And it was just I didn't like that for him. Like the apartment living, like we were in like a high rise, so it's like yeah. you know, there's no backyard, no grass like that. When we go outside, we lived in downtown. It was like concrete everywhere. He was looking for yeah. some grass to pee on. He, he was like, please, what's going on? He. It was just a lot. So. I left him with my parents in Boston when I came here, but I've just noticed that difference of like not having an animal in my life. I think, like I said, it's like living alone. It's nice until, you know, it's real quiet and you're like, yeah, see, I've never had that. (laughs) I have the, it's always him. I always hear him or he always needs me. And so that is like, I still have like a quote unquote, like responsibility. It's like, okay, like I still have some noise. I still got to take care of him. So that's good. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the fully quiet life is like, except right now, because he's at day camp. Because I was like, oh, you are not going to be parking in the background of this video. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, not him. He was going to be like, I'm going to be included in this. He said, give me the mic. I want to talk. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm excited to have like a dog again. Because I feel like it just adds, like, like you said, the responsibility. Also, I think that in the middle of, because it looks like we're heading back into, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't, don't want to say I'm scared. We know. We already, wanna, it just, it's the mask mandate that came back. And I'm yes. just like, oh, it's just things happening. Yeah, it's, it's about to make it second round. You know what I'm saying? For the winter. Mm-hmm. With the season of depression. 
we love nice. that. So I'm just like, it'll be nice to, you know, go out for a walk and things like that. And yes. um, a dog really does help. Like the emotional support. It's like, I remember times when I was like at my lowest point as well at my parents' house and my dog was there. And it's like, they, it's almost like they can, they can, they're not saying anything, but they can sense it and they will come cuddle up to you or just kind of like lick you or just be there when all you want is like a presence, like a person or a soul in your presence to kind of offer you some comfort without words. And that's what they do. So it's, I, I agree. Like highly recommend a dog. Highly recommend, especially for my social anxiety. That's a huge thing. Cause whenever, um, like I take him out, that's how I meet people. That's how we start conversation. Yes. It's so easy to start a conversation. And here they have, um, a place called Barquet. It's a dog park bar. I'm like, Oh, you're speaking my oh, language. Wait. Yeah. Oh, wait, I love yes. that. It's like, like they that have, in Dallas too. It's like a taco dog mm-hmm. thing. They do like live yeah. music. They have yoga there sometimes. I'm like, um, they yoga with the dogs. Yeah. I was like, um, poop, but you know, relax, whatever. <laughs> Maybe they got someone going around picking up the poo. I would, I mean, yeah, I, probably yeah. not. Probably not. <laughs> he said probably, yeah, no, it's probably not happening. But yeah. no, that place is huge. And I think that dog people too, they are the most social. The most. They are, they are. And like you said, it's just a good conversation starter. If you're walking around with a dog, people often come up to you like, what kind of dog is he? And mm-hmm. all of a sudden now y'all chatting. Now, now you're going out for drinks with somebody because exactly. you're like, <laughs> talking about exactly it is a really good conversation starter that's kind of like literally I was thinking that too with like getting a dog here is like I'll just be able to go on like I want to be able to go to the park for a walk but it sounds I know to people who have social anxiety like they get it like the thought of doing that by myself yes I can do it but I feel like part of me would feel really awkward like I want to have something to hold yeah like do you know what I mean yeah I don't want to be on my phone I want to be able to intake the nature so yeah having a dog you kind of have to be present you have to be aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. around you with the dog and you can be off your phone and you can be open and active and all that good stuff so so yeah I feel highly recommend a dog you need to get one so then it's not so quiet yes exactly yes okay and let's now talk about, oh, that was such a like awkward transition. Let's now talk about no, let's now. <laughs> Moving on. Um, no, but let, I do want to chat about single life. Yes. Because oh, it's, oh. it's been, we've touched on it a couple times in the conversation, like, but really, <laughs> really it is navigating the dating scene 2021 uh, oh. without losing your mind, uh, which <laughs> is not possible. I had nothing to say for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 everybody's like shaking head. Mm -hmm. How did I, I don't even know what is next to say for this because it's it's so, it's so filled with a lot of things. I will say on my personal journey, Mm -hmm. I've gotten to the point now and I made this decision, maybe it's been a month or a month and a half to get off the dating apps for my own mental health, sanity, emotional health, like yes. everything. And I have not looked back. I actually tried to do it a couple of times. So it's kind of like, it's very addicting those apps. And so mm-hmm. you'll leave sometimes and you'll end up back on Tinder, back on yep. Bumble, back on Hinge in like two hours, two days. Mm-hmm. But this time it's stuck. And I think it's because I just, when I first came to Dallas, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a date. I'm a date yeah. because mm-hmm. I had been, I like coming out of my relationship. I feel like I had spent the last few months of my relationship accepting the fact that my relationship was going to end. Yeah. And so by the time it ended, I was, I was, I was like, okay, I'm back on the scene. Like, what's uh-huh. You're already emotionally I'm, ready. You're like, right. New city, new state, what's popping. <laughs> and so I, I came out here and I was dating like gung ho right off the bat going on these dates. And it was just a lot of disappointment. It was a lot of disappointment. It was yeah. a lot of 
nonsense, a lot of questioning the level of my standards for a partner, because mm-hmm. I was just like, am I asking for too much until yeah. I had to slap myself upside the head and be like, <laughs> girl, you ain't asking for it. Stop me. playing. <laughs> Stop playing. Uh, are your standards high enough? They're high enough. I was like, raise them standards a little bit more, if anything. Exactly. Okay, if anything, like the bare minimum is not the the, the goal here. No, we don't want no. the bare minimum. Like no, what? High. Yes. So I had to leave the apps, and it's girl. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because honestly, those apps, I swear, if you're not careful, they will pick at you and chip at you until you're lowering your standards, until you're questioning your own self-worth, until you're questioning what's going on out on these streets. And until you're starting to become cynical and thinking like the type of person that I want isn't out here when that's not the reality. Mm -hmm. It's just that they're not on the apps because the apps, Mm. but but you're looking too hard. And when you look and you're going to settle and whenever you don't, and you're just in your, you know, getting your bag, I'm your goals that's when that person comes to you when you're not even looking for a relationship yeah but no I yes. was listening to uh I don't forgot which one of your episodes it was but you were talking about literally it was the day I deleted the dating part off the of Bumble I keep the BFF version and you were talking about yeah so I just deleted it and I was like oh my god I have to talk to her now like for sure like, yes. oh my god I'm so ready to talk yes. to her like I deleted the same thing I went through the exact same thing where what I haven't gone on a lot of dates I've only gone on one but just the conversations were draining me I knew I was not ready. I said, I'm so focused with my, with my new position and stuff. I'm not ready to invest time into somebody like at all right now. I feel like I would be wasting their time and my own time by trying to like, okay, let me find like at least like four hours out of my day to like talk to them, but still do YouTube, but still do my job. And mm-hmm. it's draining. I'm like, that means you're just not ready. And that's okay. Like focus on your main goal, which is YouTube and your job. And it'll come to you naturally when you're not trying to force it on an app go out and accomplish those things that you want to do. Like go horseback riding, go to the bars, whatever. That might be where you meet your person. Just saying. Yeah. I love that. And that's literally what I've done is because I think it was getting to the point where I was hitting a wall with certain goals, like career goals and just like content goals and just like stuff I'm trying to do in my life. And the minute I like made the very permanent at the time, but I didn't know it was her. I was like, oh, I always delete the apps and go back home. But this time yeah. it's so different. And yeah. I delete them. And the minute I made that shift, right? Mm-hmm. That mindset shift, that reality shift of like, I don't have to be on these apps to find someone like, yeah, I could, like you said, just be going about my day, bump into someone like the, people meet people in the most random ways that yeah. it doesn't have to be a dating app. I don't mm-hmm. know why we've come to the conclusion that you've got to be on the apps these days. Like, no. So the minute I made that shift and start to focus on my podcast, start to focus on like, it's like, it was crazy, but the, it was like, I literally jumped into a whole other yeah, reality where things just started to take off in different ways where opportunities were presented to me, like mm-hmm. doors were opening. And I was like, all I had to do was really delete the abs guard. Like, okay, exactly. why, why you, you just had to say that. Why you right. say that? I would have deleted them. And permanently before had you said something <laughs> you out here making me stress go on these dates excuse me <laughs> and there's nothing Damn. wrong for people that are on dating apps there's nothing wrong with it it just sometimes it's not my, it's not right for certain people me 
me. Personally. Yeah. If you're, if you're noticing, like I said, those negative changes within yourself, that's yeah. when you have to actually reevaluate, like, should I be on these apps? Cause there are people that yeah. use them and use them in a healthy way and are totally yeah. fine and meet the nicest people on there. But if it's the opposite mm-hmm. for you, I would really reevaluate, like forcing yourself to be in that place, especially if it's negatively affecting your emotions, your mental health, like, mm-hmm. Ugh, just just reevaluate because it's not worth it like it's not yeah. worth it to like you should try to force and push and find someone when really people always say that you find someone when you're not looking and I personally think I'm in a space now where I really do like being single like before I was like <sighs> yeah <sighs> you know what I'm saying like melodramatic but now I'm like listen I ain't got nobody to bother me exactly. when I sleep in the bed when I tell you I spread out girl I spread eagle girl do it I be sleeping diagonally at this point like I'm taking up both sides give me the cool pillow over here I'm switching the pillows mid middle of the night like it is such an experience yeah we're like to be driving and not have somebody want to plug their phone in for the playlist yeah. like no it's my exactly. playlist all day every exactly day. we don't have to like I'm going where I want to eat I'm yes. gonna get my meal. I'm gonna stay up yes. with I would like. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So it really is, I think, getting to the point where you are accepting of the single chapter, but realize yeah. how powerful it is for your growth. Cause yeah. I had something go up on Instagram recently. I think I already said this in the podcast, and now I'm having deja vu literally phrasing it the same way. But anyways, <laughs> so I had something go up on a, on Instagram recently where I was like talking about how in this chapter of my life, like God has isolated me from a lot of things, from people, um, from family, from friends, and in a way where I still talk to like my family and friends and stuff like that, but I'm very isolated, right? Being in this new city, being in this space by myself. But I believe that isolation is incredibly important because it is the pedestal for elevation and growth. When you have nothing to focus on, but yourself, you make a lot of strides in growth with your life, right? Because you, you ain't got nothing else to focus on. So it's like, exactly. you literally have to boss up to grow, to level up, to do all those things. And it's such a beautiful place to be in, to have the privilege to not really have any other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And as you know, excited I am um, to be like a mom and to be doing all these things and to be married and be a wife later and all this stuff. It's like, right now, I got no responsibilities. Oh baby, I'm gonna do the most with myself. Exactly. Stop playing. Exactly. Yes. That was a huge thing I had to come to because in my last relationship, we, I had a stillbirth. So I was still in that mom like thought. And I was like, Oh my God, like I still want to become a mom. And it was a huge thing. That was like a part of my big depression. And so then I finally, now I can say like, I don't want to have kids, which is a huge thing for me to even say, but I don't want to have kids like anytime soon. Like I really am trying to focus on myself and be the best version of myself. So then I can find somebody else that pairs. So I don't want to settle. And then we both settle in together. And then I go through the same thing on repeat. Yeah, no, I, that, that's huge though. That, I feel like those are those big moments that really force you to evaluate the path that you're on and what's happening in your life. And I think that it's often, unfortunately, a lot of like the tragic moments in our life that cause us to pivot or cause us to really like change things that weren't working before that we didn't even realize weren't working because we Mm -hmm. were so go, go, go until we're forced to stop. And it's that brick wall in front of us. And we hit that wall and it's like, okay, now I got to look around and evaluate like what is happening in my life? Yeah. Where am I going? What is, what's actually going on here? Um, and it, like I said, it's, it's really unfortunate. It's truly like the tragic moments that give us that perspective. Yeah. But then I do think that later on when you allow yourself to sh- like shift or pivot or whatever, you can look back and say, that moment sucked, but I appreciate what I was able to do after that. Like I appreciate yeah 
the strength that I was able to gain to go through something like that. Cause that's that, girl, that's strength. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of strength. Like it's, yeah. and especially as you reference like depression and pulling yourself out of those places, like at one point in my life, I was suicidal and how, like when you go through stuff like that and you pull yourself out of that, yeah. when I tell you start to realize the power that you have within you, right. Mm-hmm. And also the power of God and like the power of just like, or the universe or whatever, whatever you say, whatever yeah. term you use, right. But the power of you and that divine source in leading your life, right. And yeah. taking charge of your life and really like doing what you want to do in this life. So yeah, it's it's something that I feel like this is my peak that I've had because I really, I don't know. I just, I feel like now I feel more in tune with myself. Whereas before I wasn't prioritizing myself. I was constantly mm-hmm. just what was making the other person happy. And I was like, whatever makes you happy, like makes me happy. Let's go. And then I finally hit that wall. And I was like, wait a minute. I've been in the back seat of my own car the whole time. Well, I never put myself in the front. Wait a mm. minute. Like the entire time. And so now I'm just being selfish with my time, but like, you know, I, I definitely, like you were saying before, like I said that on my live about those hard moments, like going through that stillbirth and you're in the moment. It's like, why, like why, or, you know, about being suicidal and stuff. It's like, why am I going through this? I don't understand what, like, why would you take some, a, a life away from me? I don't get it. But now I look back and I'm like, I could have had a completely different life, a completely mm-hmm. different life as a mom. And, you know, maybe I didn't have a promotion. I didn't get a certain job or whatever. And now I'm like, I can say that I'm, they were rough but I'm thankful for where I'm at right now. Like you having that perspective of being thankful for where you're at right now and accepting that path that didn't work out, I think is also really healthy. But, and it shows, I think a lot of like growth mentally yeah. um, to be able to look back on something tragic and see it for what it is, like accept it, feel the feelings, but be able to say, I'm also grateful um, at the same time, right? So I don't think the sadness for that end and the gratitude for the current chapter have to exist in two separate places they can exist in the same you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and and it's it's a healthy place to be in when you can accept that those two realities exist right now love that for you we love the growth and congrats again on the promotion thank you it's like a virtual cheers I have no champagne but like I know we can just pretend we can can cling cling Love it. Also, I saw that you do your own nails in um the what was it the last walk? I'm yeah, like, not me out here paying for my dip. Stop. Girl, no, when the pandemic hit, I was like, you know what? I really do think I could do my own nails, and I've been doing it for like a year now. I'm so curious to know what that total would be if I was paying. Girl, I'm just it's, saying it's a total. Even with like my toes, I get gel on my toes, and I think I do it for like the pampering because I never used to get my toes on, but now yeah, I the do. Toes are different, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to. I mean, I do like my nails. I be getting them done, but girl, that total is, mm. anywho, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll be side on myself when I go to pay, but uh, anyways, that's besides the, the point. The feeling I, of having nice nails is nothing. Okay. Like you're all, it is. Nails. Yes. But I'm like, I do, I would like to learn to do them myself. Cause I see the yeah. guy doing the stuff and I'm like, now granted not to take away from his talent but I'm like baby I be getting some simple stuff it's not like I'm getting exactly. like all these designs out here I be getting pink I got ombre to, this time to switch it up that was the the most I've ever done was the ombre. <laughs> he was like you he literally was it was very shady I went and he was like you gonna do something different today I said well it's, damn hello to you I, I just might I just might <laughs> and that's why I went with the ombre girl I, I don't like, want to be shamed no more but I'm he like, used to do that to me all the time he's like you gonna get the the square again 
yeah, I'm going to get the square again. And I was going to get the same pink color again, but he done said what he said. I said, I'm going to get the ombre this time. He said, it's $20 more. I said, yeah, okay. Do it. Do it. So I got the total. I said, I shouldn't have got the ombre. I should have stuck with my single color. I'm here paying $20 more that I didn't budget for. Under pressure. Under, Under pressure. pressure. They swiping the card. I'm like, Lord. Holding it like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Like, I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay. All right. Approved. Oh. Oh, good. Ooh. See you later, girl. <laughs> I see you in two weeks. Girl, I be going every month. That's why. See, oh. that's why I, yeah, I be stretching it. I be get like, the nudes so they can grow out. Mm-hmm. I be stretching it. He be talking about come back and next. I see you in two weeks. No, you won't. You will see me in four. Have you ever seen me in two weeks? Like, have you ever? You have not, sir. That's not play playing games. Thing. Don't try to call me yeah. out for the crowd. But Thank I, you. But I leave you a nice tip though. So stop playing with me. <laughs> Hmm. but yes girl oh my god this has been a fabulous chat amazing delicious rich in flavor like a hearty beef soup i don't eat meat anymore but i would expect a beef soup to be hearty yes i'll eat it for you it's good and you can eat ice cream and have like the bubble guts for me i yes i will i'll yeah just give me the potatoes from the soup okay got it the carrots so you're leaving me with nothing you're leaving me with. i'm leaving you with the beef but I don't want just beef water. <laughs> well, you know, we all pick and choose our battles in life. <laughs> and you said you want to eat some beef. So girl, I was trying, I'll give you a carrot or two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can have some vitamin A with your stuff, with your, <laughs> yeah, some protein and vitamin A. That's what it sounds like for you. Oh um, but yeah, girl, this has been fabulous. Love yeah. it. I love it. everything I expected and more. Absolutely. You yes. are amazing. I love listening to your, like your YouTube channel and your podcast. It's literally Thank like you. I'm sitting in the car ride with a friend and I don't know, it was something that was telling me like, do it, like, just do it. This is great. Oh, when I yes. listened to you, I was like, it's almost like a different version of me. Like, I love this. Like, yes, that is the vibe I got as well. I literally, yes. some, like, I, uh, like, what was I, was I filming this? I think it was this morning. I was like, I feel like me and Brittany going to be friends yes. because you know, I've met some of my closest friends online Yes. And I don't think that's weird. I think that's just life at this point, yeah. you know, it's social media 2021. But I'm like, I like you. It's something about the vibe. It's some it's, it's something, something about, about the vibe. And the skin girl. When you listen in your video when you did the glossier um cream blush, girl, yeah. that's my that's my you literally did my everyday makeup routine. Woo! It was the brows, the cream blush, a little lipstick and gloss. I said, Well, damn. <laughs> I said that's my routine right there. I said, Wow. I said, love the glow. Yes. Okay, love the cheeks, the rosiness in the cheeks. It's called health. Yeah, exactly. Okay, is what it's called. Thank you. But Glossier really did that with that cream blush because Ooh. I'm sitting here. I think I've had it for like two years. I, yeah. I'm still using it. Me too. I'm not sure if it's expired, but I still use it. Still got the one, two. I'm like, I don't, because you don't need to apply a whole lot, but it's just like, just, you don't need a lot. It's like dab, dab, boop. Yeah. All of a sudden you got this About healthy glow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Listen, they, they did what they had to with that. They did yes, it. Yes, they did. Okay. Lovely. All right. We're going to wrap up this episode. Y'all, uh, make sure you, what do do I always say? I'd be forgetting. Listen, subscribe on YouTube. This is not going to be on YouTube, but subscribe on YouTube regardless. Okay. Leave a review on Apple. If you haven't yet, don't play yourself or me. Thank you. Um, and I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you very much. And thank you, Brittany, for being here as well. Of course.
American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.